Scale Well Podcast. How to use technology to scale your business. Welcome to the Scale Well Podcast, guys. My name is Phil Bean. I'm here with Matt Gamble. We're two of the founders of Nudge Coach, an easy-to-use client management platform for wellness businesses. And Mac, today on the podcast, we have another guy that we met at a conference yeah. not too long ago. This is becoming a theme. Um, we have Dr. Joe Farantelli. He's the CEO of Posture Screen, a leading technology company focused on software development for clinicians and fitness professionals, specializing in postural and spinal rehabilita- rehabilitative methods. That was tough. Yeah. Um, Dr. Joe, you have your CSCS and your doctorate in chiropractic, which I thought was interesting. That was kind of cool. Um, yep. Distinguished fellow of clinical biomechanics, so posture and certified instructor in CBP seminars, which is chiropractic biophysics, right? Yep. Look at this. I'm getting through this pretty well. And I should point out that Posture Screen is one of the top grossing iPad apps in the App Store right now. So welcome to the podcast, Dr. Joe Farantelli. Well, thank you. Thank you for having us. Um, It's a a pleasure to uh, be on with you guys and excited about your product. I'm glad I met you guys too. Yeah, it's amazing. Phil, as Phil mentioned, I know we met at the conference, I guess, last month. We, we seem to be meeting a lot of our friends and partners at conferences, so maybe we should just keep, keep that going and get yeah. traveling a little bit more. But Absolutely. Um, yeah, that, I think that's what we've seen from going to conferences in general is we get probably more value out of, you know, finding other groups to align with more than just, hey, simply trying to find customers. So <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. we do too. And I and for anyone listening, I have to uh, brag about Joe a little bit. He also probably had the coolest technology we've ever seen. He was <laughs> kind of showing off in the middle of the uh, conference way there with some you know pretty ninja technology doing uh, body analysis. But I'll let him kind of go into detail. But to add to what Phil said, I was reading the App Store pages and saw that the app had been written up in GQ Australia, American Chiropractor, Money Magazine, AppEggs.com. And one review even said, amazing, we use it for every patient. So it seems like what you've created has really, really resonated with the, with the niche audience. Just would love to hear kind of the story on, you know, how you created it, like, what was the need, how you saw it from your perspective and kind of take us to where we are now. Yeah, I'd love to know too, like how did people used to do posture analysis before this? Yeah, okay. So a good, good, great question. So um, I was fortunate enough that... Um, Finishing uh, my, well, starting my chiropractic degree, I uh, uh, took mentorship under a, a Dr. Don Harrison, who is a PhD in finite element math modeling and master's in engineering and also a chiropractor. And uh, so he was a real scientist. And um, we were doing posture analysis. And even before um, we had some uh, computer systems back then, we decided to hire a team to do a computerized system for it. And we uh, published reliability and validity in several journals, um, but it was just too slow. Um, and it was too costly, mostly too slow. So each exam would take 10 minutes to do. And the average consumer of it would be, you know, a healthcare professional or a fitness professional. Um, they, you know, the trade-off for the time was, was the biggest problem. So when the iPhone came out in 2007, and I heard there was rumblings of an iPad coming out. I said, you know what, this would be the perfect platform um, to be able to take what we had, which was a camera on a tripod. So, and we had a person in a known distance from the wall, but the main thing was the tripod, right? Mm-hmm. And then with the, the accelerometer and the devices, I knew that I could go ahead and, you know, work around that need for a tripod. 
And uh, I said, you know what, I'm going to follow this, this goal. So it was right around that time that I was starting to uh, move out of practice and have other people running my, uh, my office. And I decided to tell my wife at the time, I said, you know, I'm going to take all our investment money and basically roll it into a company. And I think we can make something of this. And, <laughs> and she looked at me like I was crazy because, you know, to this day, we haven't really taken, you know, outside, you know, venture capital or anything like that. We were very, very blessed. And in uh, 2010, before I, I launched it, I said, you know, we got something novel here. So I filed a utility patent on the process of doing this. Um, which was like writing a thesis statement, by the way. Right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, costly as a college education, pretty much. And uh, so we finally got that in 2014. But it, this solved a, a problem, which was no need to have, we were having to take a photograph, then download it to a computer, then manually take the mouse and click the dots. So you could see the iPad would be the, the next evolution. It had the camera built in, had the accelerometer, so we could take a leveled picture. It was reproducible because we had a heads-up display that, that I would make with this with some very uh, gifted programmers because I'm not a programmer. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so it solved that niche. And then using the touch display, it was much faster to, to use your finger. And we could process and, you know, drop down the process down to, you know, about, you know, 30 seconds, if we're just doing a side view, like if we were at a health uh, conference, you can do like a 10 to 15 seconds and do a, a lateral view analysis of somebody's posture. So it really filled the, the void um, in speed for healthcare, especially chiropractors and physical therapists, that we have to look at posture. Um, it's part of the normal examinations that we have to do. And so that's where I, I got our, our humble beginnings. And um, since we taught uh, continuing education seminars and I was at trade shows early on um, it just it we were blessed it really took off and somehow people talked to other people and we got featured in like details magazine I think was one of the first one and uh, then it kind of snowballed and kind of rose into the ranks in in iTunes and I think that's really what really drove us up there was getting that visibility early on when there wasn't many um, apps that really filled the need. There were a lot of apps that did nothing back then. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so that's where we got our humble beginnings. That's awesome. The, uh, and so that kind of transitions nicely into kind of the app itself and kind of the model a little bit. So we were talking a little bit before we started recording just about how you have companies these days kind of going in, in one of two different directions, you see a lot of kind of online SaaS platforms that maybe an app is a part of their offering. And then you have companies like you who have really, I, I think, kind of dove into the waters of really, you know, hey, really kind of app focus built on top of the app store. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of free apps. I know us for Nudge, the Nudge app is free for clients to use. You know, you have something that's a little bit alternative. You have more of a premium offering that's, I think right. it's last I'd seen was about $30 to download. But yeah, $39 on the iOS platform to yeah. download. Yep, and then there's a recurring uh, revenue for, for the company. Um, the, the real reason, too, about this is that, as you guys know, being a technology company, it costs a lot of money to even just with the hopes of breaking even, let alone making a profit. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Um, and unfortunately, I think a lot of people that are, they might be professionals, but they're not professionals in software, and I certainly wasn't. I had no idea how much it costs for programmers. I had no mm -hmm. idea, right? Yeah. And uh, talented ones at that, right? So um, we had to, we quickly realized that, you know, these games, 99 cent app, um, 
really easily because they have millions of downloads, right? And mm -hmm. it's each month they have a million downloads. So at 99 cents, that makes a pretty good profit, right? Um, but in a, a niche space, you don't have that volume of downloads. So we started off as a free, like a freemium where mm -hmm. it was a free download and then you paid for the credits for the exams, which we still have a, a version <clears> of that where you, you know, you get a hundred exams. It was $10 for the first six years and now it's 100 exams for $14.99. Um, so it's really inexpensive, basically 15 cents an assessment, which is not expensive at all. But we quickly realized the big uh, problem was, was that we had lay people downloading the app, not learning how to use it, writing bad reviews because it wasn't made for them. It was made for you know, professionals. Mm -hmm. And so we needed a way of segregating that niche because we knew that you know, if it was just a, a you know, have say like a soccer mom or something, they're not going to download and spend $40. You know, it started at $2 and went up to $4 and $6. And we slowly went up as the cost of running the application went up. Right. Uh, right. You know, cause it, you know, you have to hire more people and things just like any other company to keep it scaling. Um, and so we, you know, right now our price is $39.99 for the base uh, price. And what's nice about that is if somebody bought it or got it free back in 2010, they no longer have to pay for the, for the app itself. Which is, mm -hmm. which is great. So they get rewarded. They don't have to pay that, that difference. And oftentimes I'll have uh, doctors say, wow, you know, I told somebody to download their app and I got it, it was free. And uh, now it's, you know, you know, 40 bucks. And, uh, but they're singing my praises because they've used it for years mm -hmm. building the, the, you know, their practice on it. So it worked out really well that way. But it's a way of being able to at least somewhat try to break even on this. We have other funding from our other x-ray software, which really drives the, you know, the, the money coming in. Um, but that's how we, why we did it that way. So we went away from the freemium, charged a base in-app price, and then we have, you know, in-app. Now we just released a unlimited subscription option. Um, and that leads into your question, we, why we chose Apple was because it just, even though they take a large percentage, just like Google does, 30%, um, it simplifies it for the developer. We have nothing to do whatsoever with any of the billing. Mm -hmm. um, and it really takes out, otherwise you're wanting them having to run credit cards and do all that types of, of stuff and make it automated. And uh, you're having to handle all that accounting. So we don't have to worry <laughs> about any of that. You know, I, I will tell you right now, we do that and we always have to focus on how we collect credit cards, which we use Stripe. Yep. We have a dunning system to, you know, send messages to folks if their credit cards are getting so. Yep. There's a lot of moving pieces, so I can see how that. Yeah. Thirty percent you have to pay to Apple or Google. I think that thirty percent looks a little bit more attractive once you start actually getting into the weeds of. Yeah. Once you really yeah. think about it and experience the pain points. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. No, we we got the same pain point with our X-ray software. So we self-finance our X-ray analysis software for doctors, um, and we're running their credit cards uh, with Stripe, also just like you guys are doing. And um, we, you know, we have Salesforce that basically will send them automated uh, notes when they, they have uh, uh, problems with their credit card as well, too. But again, there's all these pain points with doing it with Apple. Yeah. You know, we don't have any of that. Of course, there's a delay in getting your money and things like that, too. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. Very cool. So I'm, I'm really intrigued with this idea. I think it's a really good lesson for people out there who are looking to service niche audiences. You were able to create an upfront pricing model that actually restricted your product specifically to your niche in a really intelligent way. I think that's, yeah. that's a really cool lesson for people out there trying to tackle a, a niche market like this. 
Yeah, because everybody's thinking, well, it's all about the download numbers. And for us, it's not. We want to have people that are quality users. Sorry, there's mm -hmm. somebody working in the <laughs> tractor outside or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, there's uh, we wanted quality users that were going to use our product, do it the right way, watch our training videos, call us when they need help. And so we didn't want everybody downloading. I mean, right. we can have millions of downloads right now if we wanted to sure that the people using it are professionals. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's you know really important because you see so many companies out there that you know you can go two different directions. I think kind of your direction, which I think is probably much more viable for the average business. And mm -hmm. then when you look at companies who have been much more about just kind of scale, hitting the most people, you know, going through maybe ad models or however you know, whatever their revenue models based on, you think about geez, how much money it really takes to get to that point where you can actually start turning a profit in a mm -hmm. meaningful way. And it's just incredible to think about. Oh yeah. And I can tell you that, um, the first thing my, my programmer said to me when I, and it was hard, just like you guys, you guys all know how hard it is to get good quality people working with you. Um, I searched for a long time back in 2009, trying to find a, a programming team or just a programmer in iOS. Nobody would call me back. Finally, this one guy does, I set up a meeting. He was in Florida. Um, First thing out of his mouth, he was like, you know, Dr. Joe, you can't afford this. Unless you have venture funding, you, there's no way you can, you can afford mm -hmm. this. And I said, well, what do you mean? You know, here I am. I'm like, what's it going to be? You know, $20,000 for an app? He's like, no, that's like the first month. You know? <laughs> um, and he's like, I don't want to take your money. And I said, okay, well, I have this vision and I know it will be a success. It will be a success because I know that this is needed. You guys don't know this, and I appreciate you telling me this, but you don't know the market like I do. This is needed. It's needed by everybody that's healthcare professional and fitness. And I said, uh, what if we started a little bit at a time? And he's like, I don't want to take your money, but if it's something that you want to do, I'll be happy to work with you. So he's like a senior person that could have worked at the top at Apple and just happened to be running his own uh, software company at the time. He's now our CTO. So yeah, it's yeah. Come, a, uh, come a long way. Um, but he was upfront with me and honest, and I had no idea what it would cost. I thought attorneys, you know, are pretty expensive when you too. But the biggest thing is you got to invest in your, your product, invest yeah. in your company. Otherwise, you can't do it all yourself. I couldn't learn how to be a programmer. You know, I'm a, I'm a great chiropractor, but, you know, I wasn't a programmer. So find the right people. And I did. And slowly but surely, we just added what we could afford at the time. We, it's funny you say that. I think we're starting to see that more and more as, you know, people, I guess, have access to better information out there. So you can start looking up, you know, how, how much some of this costs. I know we'll talk to groups sometimes for, for nudge that will be like, ah, you know, we're thinking about building something. So they'll go their own way for a few months and they'll come back and say, you know, Mac, we, we looked at it and I think we're going to go with you all <laughs> because yep. it, you know, it, it really is. It's crazy. This, this day and age, there's so many great products on the market. Um, you know, even if it doesn't solve, you know, a hundred percent of what you need, well, there's probably something complimentary to it. You can just bolt together. Mm -hmm. So it, I think it's just becoming so easy to create the ideal solution from kind of a hodgepodge of different ones and linking through, you know, platforms like Zapier, you can easily hook things up. So Mm -hmm. I'd be interested to kind of kind of changing gears a little bit. I mean, you're able to take the process of basically the analysis down from what, 10 minutes to 30 seconds or so you said, right. Um, what about the process of kind of fitting this into a practice model? So can you take us through like how, how doctors are using this? Oh, absolutely. Within the practice to, to streamline everything yeah. for them. I'm assuming yeah. you're monetizing this too. I'm charging. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mo- most offices, if you're a healthcare, well, it doesn't matter if you're a fitness or healthcare professional, they're usually, they build it into their startup price of their exam or consultation is usually what mm-hmm. they do. Um, of course, if you're a healthcare practitioner, there are insurance codes that you could bill for it, but you know, it's up to the individual and I'm not a coding expert with healthcare. So you'd have to talk to a coding professional, but in healthcare, it is part of a normal examination. So yeah. Ha- and without being objective, you're just eyeballing something and it's not objective. You can't measure it. If you can't measure it, you can't fix it. So we put numbers on a lot of things. So um, in healthcare, during a normal startup with a, a client after their consultation, they'll come in and um, usually a doctor will do their vitals, their, their height, their weight, the blood pressure. We would uh, do their posture analysis and then move into different things like what it's called palpation, feeling the spine, putting through orthopedic and neurological tests and examinations. And then what we would do, sorry about my other phone ringing here. <laughs> the first, first rule of podcast. Yeah, no. It's uh, there we go. Um, and, uh, you know, then my staff would come in and do the photographs for the posture exam. Um, and what's nice is that it doesn't, the analysis doesn't have to take place then. We just have to go ahead and capture the, the photographs or the video if it's like mm-hmm. a movement assessment, things like that. Um, and then the person would usually in my office, I can only speak for myself, we would normally have to take spinal x-rays. So it was always part of that, that normal workup. And while I was doing the examination, I would be telling them what I'm looking for and the consequences. So I'm educating them along the way on, you know, if your shoulder's up like this and your head long periods of time, it's no wonder why you're going to have neck pain, maybe numbness and tingling, weakness in your arms, things like that over a long period of time and how it wears out your spine. Um, in the downtime, they would go ahead and do the analysis. Now, in our application, it started with posture. We still have that, and we do some great things with posture. Um, and we can do comparative reports and track their progress over time. Um, but we also started doing uh, one of our other patents that we filed was for predicting body composition from photographs. Mm. So we can mathematically measure a person and mathematically measure their circumferences, feed that into known equations, and predict uh, what used to take what the Army, Navy, excuse me, the Navy used to do is take tape measures around their cadets going in and be able to predict body composition from having thousands of clients. They could see, you know, this trend of a person's neck this size, their midsection this size, their waist and their, uh, their stomach at certain sizes can predict certain body compositions. And that's what a lot of the body comp software still uses some of that, that data. <coughs> so we were able to do that from photographs. Um, Wow. So we have a product called Lean Screen for that. So they can do from the same photograph from a posture. Now they can do a body composition as well, too, and predict, you know, waist-hip ratio, which is really mm-hmm. healthcare and fitness as well, too, predictor of cardiovascular disease and things like that, um, and track that over time with photographs because you have to take photographs anyway, especially in weight loss clinics and things mm-hmm. like that. You have to take photographs. So it was able to tie in the two. If they came in for weight loss, they could also look at their posture and relate it to, or if they came in, you know, chiropractically or for physical therapy, they could relate the person why they're having back pain is because they're too heavy and go back into the body composition. And so it tied those two together. Um, and then what we did was we uh, worked with a company because I didn't want to invent another company here that does <laughs> exercise uh, prescriptions. Um, so we tied in with a company called web exercises. Uh, Cause again, we get back to it's smarter to, you know, work with somebody or a product than to try and finance and build it from scratch. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, a great company to work with. So on the fly, the doctor can prescribe corrective exercises for the client based on their examination in our application, as well as the, uh, 
anything else that they see a need for. It pushes into their system and their cloud-based system as well too. Um, and then when they're done, the workflow would be they can send the client a copy of their, their uh, reports. Um, they can push it into electronic health records. You know, we're talking on how we're going to be doing some integration with PashaScreen um, and Nudge as well. Um, and from that standpoint, you know, they can do other assessments at their time of their reevaluation, you know, usually at a month or uh, two, two months or three months, depending on what type of person stage that that person is in. They can do staged re-exams and measure the differences. Mm-hmm. Well, so a person comes in, I know I've, I've heard small practices and fitness studios all kind of using body comp in different ways. A lot of them trying to monetize it. If a person comes in and sees you and you're starting to use these uh, posture, use posture screen, are you, mm-hmm. are you charging them some kind of fee for, for each one that's done? How, how does that work? Uh, it's really up to the, the professional that's running their office on what their business is really around. Uh, there are doctors that pay that charge for each exam there and fitness trainers. Um, there are people that just do case kind of case fees. You know, um, there's, especially in the fitness world, they do that. You know, you start up and it includes this many sessions and this many uh, examinations. Well, they wouldn't call them examination assessments, they would call them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so it, it depends on their model and what they want to charge for it. You know, um, it, it's really up to them. I really didn't, I built it in just to increase my, my initial case fee price is what I did in my exams mm-hmm. uh, to offset that. And it's not so much that you're, they're paying for the, the software use, they're paying for your knowledge and their interpretation of your knowledge. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're paying for. They're not paying for that. The, the uh, assessment cost, you know, 15 cents for that assessment for their, their posture analysis and 15 cents for the body composition analysis. What they're paying for is, okay, that professional went to school. They know how to interpret these results to get my outcomes. Just like a doctor, you know, if you went into a doctor's office, you're paying for their knowledge, not necessarily that it took, three minutes versus, you know, an hour and a half, you know, mm-hmm. type of thing. So it, based on what the professional thinks that their, their, their value is, is how they would price it out. And I think that's one thing we see a lot in terms of kind of businesses trying to incorporate various tech tools. It's usually the next question is, well, Hey, you know, Phil or Mac how you know, how does this, how do I package this within my revenue model? Right. To your point, it makes the most sense if you can kind of tie it into an overall package and it's not just kind of a one-off. Right. You know? And since it's so inexpensive for the professional to use, I mean, especially right. if they go with our subscription, you know, this is, what's nice about Apple is that they can have up to 10 Apple IDs under one subscription and it's $15 a month. So, you know, it, it, it really is cost effective for any professional when they're just starting out or if they're a seasoned mm-hmm. office, it's a, it's a no brainer that way. And then they can monetize if they decide that they want to give away that service, which I wouldn't recommend. I would recommend to, to at least have some sort of value with it. Um, but at that point they can monetize it however they want because it's essentially, you know, that inexpensive. So you're able to monetize, the, the user is able to monetize as well. How does this affect the patient experience? Are they getting more involved as well? Um, are they getting some benefit out of this as well? Oh, absolutely. The biggest thing, I think it's more impactful than even showing them their, their x-rays from a chiropractic perspective because they can see the way others see themselves, right? So if you went to an orthodontist and you brought your child to an orthodontist and they, they were going to do braces, they would look at their, their teeth. They would give you a nice package and presentation 
when you're about to leave on, mm -hmm. uh, okay, this is the problem. This is what we found. Look at the difference side by side, what you're supposed to be and where you're at. And that's what mm -hmm. our, our app, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's what our app does. I mean, because you have to build a need and what's nice about it too, is that it also, it holds people accountable because we know what the problem is. Now we have data on it and it's measured. We can try and, and improve it. And it also is protective because if they had an outside trauma, we can check this really quickly and see is your neutral resting posture. Is it altered from that car accident? You know, things like that, or from that sports injury. And then we can track it over time to see when it's getting better because the posture is a window to the spine. So it's a, that's a no brainer in itself. And the body comp obviously is a no brainer if you're doing that, that part of your healthcare business. Yeah, that's really cool. So it's effectively, and I don't want to minimize it, but it, it, it turns into a clinical version of a before and after photo. Yes, absolutely. And then, where we're going with it, we can all, uh, we're about to launch our 3D analysis, which you guys were, we're seeing yeah, yeah. Canon people. Um, and that makes a literally a replica uh, in 3D of the client. And so 3D analysis where we can kind of just drop markers on a person and instantly know their circumferences on wow. their neck and their waist and in inches. Yeah, so we, we got to witness Joe. So this was kind of embarrassing because Joe was across the, uh, <laughs> the conference hall from us, which this wasn't a massive hall. We were, he was 10 feet from us. <laughs> and we had to watch as all these hundreds of people stopped in front of him. And he was out there with this contraption hooked to his iPad where he's doing these 3D models of individuals and just blowing everybody's mind with this space age technology. And we're sitting there just like a bunch of chumps with our computer screen. Like, Jeez, how are we supposed to compete with this guy? But um, no, I mean, it, it's incredible stuff for technology. I know what we're seeing in the body composition space, you know, um, I think we've, it's been just incredible progress because I know we, we started seeing devices that can do body comp from the wrist. Right. Because I know people are familiar with like the in bodies and I know a lot mm -hmm. of facilities have those. Um, I think we're starting to see new types of technology like yours. Mm -hmm. uh, now we start looking at those iPads we have and like, wow. I mean, there's actual clinical applications for this. Mm -hmm. Right, right. That's a great need. Yeah, exactly. What we're doing, we're actually involved in a couple studies right now. Uh, one is a body comp study where we're doing some what's called reliability between examiners and also validity against something that's really high tech called the DEXA scan, which is uh, basically a fancy x-ray to do your body composition and bone density and comparing mm -hmm. our results against them. What's nice though, what we can do, we can work with anybody. So if they have an in-body, we can take the results from the in-body because we don't, we're not going to do like an in-body is a really great device that will tell you hydration levels and, you know, um, a lot of things that you can't tell externally from a photograph. Right. Um, but what we can take is we can take their data for their body comp and average it with ours. So now they get two body comps for the price of one. And they still, if you do an in-body, guess what else you're still doing? You're always taking photographs. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So we make that part painless by being able to do it. And you get a secondary body comp at the same time. And we've done a lot of comparisons with in-body because so many facilities have it. And that was studies to know that we were on the right track and why we got the attention of an exercise phys department at a major university because they saw that how accurate we were mm -hmm. in the general population with it. So we're real excited about that. And um, we just got contacted by uh, uh, UCLA that they did a study on our posture, our, our posture screen. Um, and it just got accepted for publication in a physical therapy journal. Wow. Um, very cool. and it, it had great results, which we're really flattered because we knew nothing about this. You know, we had, yeah, you know, yeah, there, was, yeah. there was no vested interest. Yeah. You know, they contacted us afterwards. So that was a blessing. Well, it was funny. So it's, I, it's like, I think I told you my first kind of interaction, my first, uh, first encounter with your brand was from one of our 
partners saying, you know, Mac, it'd be really great if your product could integrate with, you know, posture screen or posture analysis. And I was like, what, what is this? And he, she, just, she started explaining to me what it was. And I was like, oh my God, we have that technology. What is this, the Jetsons? And so I started looking into it. I was like, oh, okay. And I like kind of, you know, filed that back away in my mind. And then sure enough, we're at this conference and Joe's over there doing all this high tech stuff. And I realized, oh my God, that's the company that she had been talking about. And so it's just, I think what you've built really, like I said, it, it gives us, you know, it just, it's exciting what we can, when we can look at these smartphones and tablets and look at, you know, what that can really do with in our business yeah. rather than, you know, not just looking at analytics of costs and looking, you know, what people's wearables data, but actually being able to use it to do these screenings. I mean, mm -hmm. Yeah. And it makes it, it takes away that pain point, like uh, the big push now in healthcare and, and fitness is being able to do remote analysis. I mean, that's one of the reasons why you guys have a company, right? Yeah. And so we can, now we're starting to fill that void as well too. I mean, right now they could email pictures in and do the assessment um, or videos. We can do functional assessments of like an overhead squat and stuff like that as well too. Um, but the clients a lot of times are not in front of you, which is, you know, and you have to monitor them, which right, you guys right. know so well. And that's why your system is incredible for that. Um, and uh, so we're, we're looking at that model and we'll have some things early next year as well too that to make it even more streamlined. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, for sure. I mean, look at like 2017, 2018, think about, you know, can clients and patients start doing these remote screenings from their home? You know, all this lifestyle data, like what will you do with Nudge? You know, can all that be tracked and pulled into the fingertips of the professional? I mean, it's amazing what 2017, 2018 has in store, I think, for, for kind of fitness and wellness and with respect to remote kind of monitoring remote care. Yeah, technology. Uh, absolutely. So many touch points in between sessions the one time you're usually getting some useful information now it's unlocked every moment yep. of your data to unlock mm -hmm. some useful information for the practitioner mm -hmm. cool yep i think with so i kind of i think going back to the kind of app store model again another question i did have that i didn't get a chance to ask was you're talking about kind of over the past few years going through the process of increasing your price and I know we always you know we go to conferences we <clears throat> meet a lot of partners that are kind of educating you know, trainers and wellness professionals on, you know, establishing their model and helping put together their price point. And it's always an interesting conversation about your price and not selling yourself short. And, you know, people are afraid of raising their price over time, you know, so how was that process for you all starting? You said with, I think you said it was a dollar, $2 and increasing. Right. Before. I mean, you've, you've now gotten up to 30, you right. know, any kind of interesting stories or learnings from that process? I mean, any scary moments along the way? Uh, no, I, actually, um, when we do get complaints, it's usually from the most financially set people would be like the highest education people complain the most sometimes about the price point. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, that's been, been our, our experience. And you know what it is? They're just, it's almost like they're, they're used to triggering a response based on price without thinking through what, the, what they're actually saying, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. someone would say, oh my gosh, your, your app costs $40. There's no way I would use that. I'm like, you're holding a Starbucks. <laughs> that Starbucks was like $8 that you have and you're, and how many clients did that get you or how many clients did that Starbucks retain? So, okay, don't go there for a week. You can support <laughs> our app and, you know, and you know, they, they don't think through certain things right, right? Right. Um, or they're like, Oh my gosh, I have to keep paying for the service. I'm like, well, a, we're, we're not a nonprofit. Okay. We never claim to be a nonprofit. B, if you like what we're doing and you like us adding things, how are we supposed to do it if we can't yeah. pay our employees? I mean, it's, yeah. it's that, that simple. And number three, 
it's like, okay, do you charge the same thing that you charged when you first opened your doors seven years ago? And the answer is no, they don't. So mm -hmm. why, is it, why is it fair for them to be able to hire more staff in a small business and be able to employ more people? And it's not suddenly fair for a software company to be able to yeah. do this. I think where the problem is, is that they don't realize because it's not something that they're holding, right? Yeah. So it's software. So they don't, they and like, uh, you know, even when a service costs several hundred dollars a month, I mean, you got to think, what is it really doing to value their, their, their business? Mm -hmm. I mean, I have, I mean, I, I pay for a lot of services that are software for services that are several hundred dollars a month. The return on investment is huge because yeah. it saves us time. And, uh, and it brings such higher quality value. I mean, with what you guys are doing, I wish I was in practice still because to be able to monitor all these different feeds of data with my, my, my patients would be remarkable, you know? So that's why instantly I knew that, that we would have something in common because I know the ultimate goal that we need to make uh, professionals that much uh, faster and more efficient and mm -hmm. track everything that they can to help the person that ultimately it's that client that needs the most help. Yeah, the, the analogy I always kind of fall back on is the whole idea of if, if you were going to, you know, buy a car, you know, it's an expensive asset, you're going to go Google it, you're going to do a lot of research before you start making any decisions along that. <clears throat> right now, I feel like what happens is when you're working with clients or patients, there's that 99% time where you really have no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, there's not much information, you're kind of going in blind to a lot of conversations and interactions with these people. And I think, you know, and you can kind of speak to this more than I can, but when I was more in the fitness space, you know, I'm trying to, you know, provide some kind of, you know, feedback or some kind of, I don't want to say prescriptions, but some kind of encouragement or guide them along the way. And I really am coming in with very little data. Mm -hmm. And I think the idea here is if there's so much of great information already being collected on someone and they're walking around with this incredibly powerful computer in their pocket. Right. Dude, why don't we take advantage of that? Put in fingertips of someone like you. Do, you know? so, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So now we're unlocking that same same concept with yeah. clinical grade scanning. So yeah. That's just kind of amazing how far it's come. Yeah. Well, well, the the best thing is I had people and naysayers out there that that said early on, they said, "Oh, nice toy you have there. That's oh, a real nice toy, <laughs> right?" I'm like, "Okay, now it's about to get published in serious journals and so much it's not so much the toy anymore, is it?" Right, right, right equated because we're competing with software that costs thousands of dollars, mm -hmm. right? And, but the difference was because I had the app store, I could keep the price down low, service a lot of people more efficiently and make the money up there instead of charging, you know, two or $3,000 for software, but to, you know, 10 people, we could still make it up in, in volume. So. And I think that's the, the, I think the, the app store is kind of a double-edged sword because it is yep. great in terms of scale, in terms of how many people that can reach. But there is kind of this interesting dynamic where professional services and apps, I feel like it's, you're being lumped in with a lot of free apps or mm -hmm. games. And I know games are generating tons of revenue, but it is kind of this awkward dynamic where you have these professional services that really, to your point, could, you could be charging, you know, if you kind of package it a little bit differently, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars. And the app store kind of, I feel like almost has a connotation of cheap in a way. Mm -hmm. And so what's happening is all the, anything that has an app, you know, it's almost it's a, cheap and it's right. not how it should be by any means. Right. We run into this issue all the time when people say, Oh Mac, how's the app company going? And I have to quickly right. correct them and say, Hey, look, we have an app. We're definitely not an app company. I mean, right. it's a piece of what we do, but right. Right. I mean, do you think that's something that's, that's improving over time though. As, I, I, as yes. 
Well, I, I think it is, um, but there's a lot of high-end stuff on the yeah. app store as well, too. But people just, they think of, okay, I can download Angry Birds for 99 cents and look <laughs> at how, how wow this is. They don't know that it costs millions of dollars to make Angry right, Birds. Right, right, right. There's right? physics in Angry Birds, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and, and so, you know, I, that is a, an, a connotation. Matter of fact, we've been at trade shows where people say, oh, you have an app. I'm like, okay. All right. Well, then next year when our, our booth is way busier than yours, are you going to still have that same attitude? Yeah. You know. And we had we went through that early on. Early on, we had so many people doing that to us, and I just knew that we had something that was valuable to to. And I never gave up on our our dream of moving forward with it. You know? like, I'm sure in your space too. I mean, for us being kind of fitness and wellness, you know, people have heard of Fitbit and all the other apps and devices people are using you know, we, we certainly kind of leverage that and streamline it. We, we certainly don't compete with those groups at all, but you know, there's, I think it's easier to lump us in with all of that in the minds of, of the market we cater to. Whereas, you know, you were kind of a trailblazer in your space. They're probably what, you know, you were probably that guy, that's the app guy from, you know, the chiropractic <laughs> market, you know, people are probably just looking at you a lot differently because you were the first one to take that step. Yeah, and what's funny is that people also equate the you know if you make it uh, high in the app store that you're suddenly you know flying in your private jet and everything <laughs> like that too. And I could say you know if if we were in a game market ranking as high as we do, I would probably have a jet. Oh right, uh, yeah. But uh, but no, it's not like that in health and fitness by any means. You know, like yeah, I said, yeah. a lot of our funding comes from our our X-ray software itself, not even from the app itself because right. it's expensive. But you know, conversely, that little app that's so inexpensive cost our company the most money to develop. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of flipped on, on that aspect too. Yeah. And one thing too, I got to say that there is an absolute difference. You know, we have people say, well, how come your iOS and Android are not the same version? Um, more professionals have the I iOS in general. Um, mm -hmm. And as far as it, it's more of a pain point of when you have a complex app, you have a targeted device to develop to. Right. Mm -hmm. Where yeah. in Android, you don't. So a lot of people don't understand, you know, why does it take so much longer on Android? It's because a lot more testing. You yeah. know? Absolutely. You got it. Yeah, I, uh, I actually just jumped and I got to just switch to a Pixel phone, which I absolutely cool. love. I've been iOS for a long time, but it was, you know, one of the reasons too is that our team is so iOS heavy that I knew having one more person on Android would definitely help in the testing process. But right. I, th I, th right. I think what's interesting too about this, that, you know, we run into this issue of, you know, we're seeing so many because we kind of have a kind of a two-sided platform, you know, the professionals using Nudge Coach and then you've mm -hmm. got clients and patients using Nudge. So where I'd probably say most professionals are iOS. Right. You know, we have to have an Android focus. Absolutely. Because of, you know, the Android market share at this point is so substantial yeah. across yeah. the globe that statistically their clients are using Android. So it, right. it's an interesting situation for us. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have that same thing because we have a consumer um, photo app uploader for professionals that the professionals will be using mostly the iOS and eventually mm -hmm. they'll be using the Android version because we do have that offering there as well too. But uh, for the clients, yeah, we ha we'll have a, a, a client uploading uh, screening app as well too for the professional, but the client itself will be on Android as well as iOS mm -hmm. for that same exact reason. You know, but the, the analysis and all the heavy lifting is done by a professional on usually on iOS. Do you, and do you mind sharing that, you know, to say exact kind of numbers, but in terms of kind of, uh, you know, what, what percentage would you say iOS, you know, or is it 90% of professionals on your system or iOS? Would you say? Oh, it's, it's, it's higher than that. It's, okay. we, we literally have probably about businesses iOS. How many was that? 98% of wow. our app business is on iOS with professionals. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, I mean, we have an Android version because again, we wanted to offer that out there, but it's much smaller scale. People get upset that we can't physically keep up with the, the changes with all the Android devices mm -hmm. to have that same user experience on iOS, unless you have, you know, uh, a, a team of, you know, 20 programmers that are working constantly. And, you know, uh, uh, then we're raising the price up to, you know, the first download yeah. is a thousand dollars, right? right. Yeah. At, at that yeah. point. That's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. Like I said, we, we've seen a lot of interesting or heard a lot of interesting stories of people going through that process of, you know, it's kind of the anxiety that comes with raising your prices. And I, and I understand when you start a business, it's one thing, you know, you want to get adoption, you want to get some users on it, get some mm -hmm. testimonials, you know, use logos on your website. We, we certainly know about that, but yeah. the, you'd be amazed how many stories you've heard of people just, you know, either just too scared they haven't made the step or someone we even work with who works with clients still, they had one of their clients eventually come to them and say, you know, Hey, you, you have got to raise your prices because your offering is such a premium level of right. offering. And so they did and they lost zero clients. Cause I know that's right. the biggest fear is that, Oh no, if we raise our prices, all of our clients are just going to leave. Yeah. And, and that's, and, and the same thing too, is that we didn't lose anybody that, um, that, took this seriously. I mean, it, it's a, it's such a good price point now that they don't. And we, what's funny is that when we go to a show, like a, that fitness one that we're at, we had personal trainers coming up and saying, okay, so how much is it every time we use it? Is it $10 every time we use it? Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's more <laughs> like, yeah. And they're like, oh, we were ready to pay that much. And I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, well, tomorrow I'm raising the price of $10 now. Yeah. But, but uh, it's the value that you bring. And yeah. of course, uh, you know, I can't say that we won't raise our prices in the future. It depends on how much we got to employ. Do we have to hire more staff? That's really mm -hmm. what dictates it. Yeah, yeah. And keeping the business going. Jeez, yeah. I, I mean, I could see a dollar per, you know, dollar per scan or something. I mean, that just does not seem expensive for the technology yeah. you've created. So thank you. Yeah, that's just amazing. But well, it's it's a heck of an accomplishment. We really, you know, enjoyed learning about it, and uh, definitely thanks for being on with us, Joe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if, yeah. if the three of us were developers, I th I'm sure our systems would be integrated at this point. So, <laughs> as we all know, it will, it will you know, be. You know, just so much more goes into you know hooking up yeah. systems and implementing yep. new functionality. Yep. So. Behind every great founder, so yeah, it will be. Guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, um, well, yeah, thanks again for being on with this show. Uh, sure. where, where can people go, go and check you out, learn more about Posture Screen? So the, they could go to posturescreen.com or postureanalysis.com um, or just go to the App Store and type in Posture Screen um, and uh, they'll find us right there. Uh, they could call us as well or they could email if anybody out there wants to email me personally. It's Joe D-R-J-O-E, at posturescreen.com. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on and thanks everybody for listening in to the Scale Well podcast this week. Um, check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Please subscribe. Please rate us. It helps a lot. And uh, thanks again for checking yeah. us out. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Jim. Okay. Thanks for having me.